Welcome, folks, to Brand of Man Ministries, building one disciple at a time for the cause of Christ, not through any work of man, but by the grace of God alone. I'm Pastor Will Hunsaker, and today we bring you episode 11, season 2 of Open Your Bibles with Galatians chapter 3, verses 19 through 25. Now, the Apostle Paul here continues to teach the Galatians how God's grace is superior to any work of man in salvation. Very critical points. This is a challenge Paul has addressed, the teaching of a false gospel among the Galatians, a teaching that adds to the work of Christ to be made right with God. That is the false gospel he's confronting. Now, the Galatian churches had this infection. They were learning a false gospel and and gravitating to it. The Christian church today has a similar problem. Now, so far in this chapter, Paul has argued the superiority of God's grace through the personal experiences of the Galatians so they could relate to what he's saying. He also argued it through the life of Abraham. an early church father that was highly regarded. He also argued it through the curse that comes through the law, the law that came through Moses. And most recently, the dependability of God's promise, the ones he gave to Abraham. In the text before us, which is verses 19 through 25, Paul will now argue that God's grace is superior to the law because of the reason the law was given. This is very important. So let's go right to the text. This is Paul to the churches in Galatia. Why then was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. But the law was designed to last only until the coming of the child who was promised. God gave his law through angels to Moses who was the mediator between God and the people. Now, uh, a mediator is helpful if more than one party must reach an agreement. But God, who is one, did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to Abraham. Is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promise? Absolutely not. If the law could give us new life, We could be made right with God by obeying it. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin. So we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. Before the way of sin in Christ was available to us, we were placed under guard by the law. We were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed. Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. And now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. That's Galatians chapter 3 with your text today, verses 19 through 25. So, Why do we need to know what the purpose of the law is to argue in favor of the superiority of God's grace? The key verses of this section are 24 and 25, 
which answer the question of need. Why do we need to know what the purpose of the law is? Well, here are those verses from the Apostle Paul. And I should note, Paul writes, Paul's not just another guy. We've made this point. He writes from the inspiration of Christ himself. And he says this, let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. And now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. That's Galatians chapter 3, 24 and 25. Very simple text. Paul viewed all of Scripture through the filter of Christ, as you can clearly see in these two verses. This method of biblical interpretation was correct, and it came right from Jesus himself. I would encourage you to please read John chapter 5, just verse 39, for a good reference on that fact, how to interpret Scripture. So Paul emphasized to the Galatians that the law, which came out of Mosaic Covenant, the agreement between God and Moses, was a component of God's redemptive plan. All throughout the Old Testament, they just kept moving successively one to the next. So it was a component of God's redemptive plan that would reach its highest point in Jesus Christ. So it would eventually be fulfilled in Christ, all the covenant law. Now, does this mean, though, that Christians do not need to obey the laws of God after the coming of Christ? No, it doesn't mean that at all. Jesus said himself, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. So Paul emphasizes that God's grace is superior to any work of man to earn his favor. Because, and I've said this to you before, but it's a great illustration. No one can stand at the base of the cross, look up at our crucified Lord, and state with any seriousness that they can add to that. You cannot add anything now or later. When judgment comes to us, and it will at some point, we will be judged as being either in Christ or not in Christ. That is it. So it is your faith in Christ that deems you righteous before God. Nothing that you could actually do. That is a product of your faith. So Paul notes that God's grace is superior to any work of man because of the purpose of the law. And what was the law's purpose? The law reveals our sin. Yet it has limits. It is temporary. Paul said that. Temporary until the coming of the promised child. It cannot give eternal life because we can't keep it. And it has an entirely different purpose than God's grace. One is based on works. One is based on a free gift. The law is a critical component, make no mistake, of God's redemptive plan, but it was to drive sinners to faith, not to redeem them through the law, 
but to drive them to faith, which was coming in Christ. So because of the law, we are convicted of sin. We are darkened by its guilt. And because of that, we are moved to the desire for a Savior, because we know we cannot do it on our own. We search for a way out of sin, only to discover eventually that any work of man is useless and that God's grace is our only hope. As the reformist Martin Luther noted, he said the purpose of the law is not to make men better, but to make them worse. That is to show them their sin so they might be humbled terrified, and exhausted to the point where they long for the grace of God unto salvation. If you have not submitted, folks, to God's grace and salvation through the blood of his Son, not any work, but through the blood of his Son, you might want to do so now, because tomorrow might be too late. Thank you for listening. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you and bring you peace. Next up on Open Your Bibles, we will look at the last portion of Paul's argument to the Galatians, chapter 3, concerning the superiority of God's grace, but this time emphasized by our faith. God bless you all. And remember, the Bible cannot mean anything different today than it did back then.